the Guess Who does not make it onto your four rock albums? No, no, the Guess Who doesn't make it. But you know how much I love the Guess Who. (laughs) You're walking into my trap. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Mad and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Mad and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday out there, and welcome to another titillating episode <laughs> of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey, we drink some tequila, we educate, and we libate. All right. My name is Matt. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter, and with me, Drew, my partner in agave. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling fantastic. We got a nice show today. Got a really nice show. Can I mention every time we do that intro and then you say, all right, it reminds me of that Freddie Mercury movie. What's that Queen movie that just came out? Sure, the Bohemian Rhapsody. And they're at Wimbledon. No, Wimbledon? Where are they? Wembley. I'm Wembley. sorry. They're at Wembley and he does the warm up and the crowd does the warm up and then at the very end, he's like, all right. <laughs> that's. You don't give it that kind of <laughs> gusto, but that's what I instantly go to. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't think I want to bring that kind of energy to, to this little <laughs> meager podcast. But Fair enough. Maybe. Fair maybe enough. if we have enough sips, then I might. You know? What people don't realize, we've already been sitting here talking for almost two hours about movies and music, as we usually do <laughs> we before we hit do. record. So I'm just all hypersensitive to full any of, quote. Full of thoughts and tangents. And yes. I, we'll have to try to right. keep it. Keep it centered. Keep it focused. Right. All right. We, so, we do cut every single tangent we've ever gone on. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So my whiskey today is kind of a callback. We brought one yeah, back that yeah. you really, really love. And we brought it back because of the tequila we have to match with it. Once again, mm-hmm. we have raised the bar with how we are pairing these two spirits. And we feel that these two really complement each other well. So I brought... The Legent Bourbon, and you brought? I brought Excelia Reposado. All right. So that is both basically secondary finished barrels. That's going to be kind of the highlight of what we're talking about today. Well, it's been a minute. Remind us us about Legent, and then I'll talk about Excelia. Yeah, Yeah. so Legent is Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Also blended in with a secondary aging of red wine and sherry casks. And it's just random people who did this? I mean, come on, get in it, man, because it's been a long time since we described these. Yeah, all right. This is your moment to geek out. I could talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. I know you can. All right. Yeah, do it. So this is a collaboration with Fred No, the master distiller over at Jim Beam, right, and Shinji Fukuyo. The master blender at Suntory Whiskey. So the two of them got together, kind of the heads of these rather large companies, right? Got together and decided that they're going to make this this bourbon partially finished in wine and sherry casks. So what Fred did was Fred grabbed some four-year-old bourbon barrels from Kentucky, and I guess he shipped them all the way over. To Japan. Okay. I, All right. From what I can gather, from what I've read, it wasn't like he came over here. I think we sent the whiskey over there. Right. Which you got to wonder, even that is interesting that it spent some was time. Was it on a ship on, on the ocean? Ships? I would have to assume so. Oh, so we get a little Jefferson's type <laughs> aging on there too. I don't think they put it in like a an airplane and sent it over in the air. Right. That would be, you know? that would be a heavy freighter <laughs> for sure. Okay. So... So once it got over to the master blender at Suntory, then he blended some of them in red wine, some of them in sherry. And I believe it's thought that he left some of them alone. So they were still in the original, you know, the original American oak 
barrels. And then by blending those three different flavors together came up with with this concoction. Yeah. No specifics on that, but that's what a lot of the experts are kind of leaning towards. That's what everyone believes that this happened, you know, because it's really a master blender and a master distiller kind of at their peak of oh, of their talents, right? Man, and they did it. So so going back, we had this on the Sherry Baby. Yes. With the we had three whiskey scotch that that day. Yeah, we kind of we tasted it, but we, we didn't have enough to really go back to it. Well, yeah, we tasted it, but we didn't highlight it. We didn't right. pair it with the tequila because I, right. I really wanted to use that Glendronic 12 right, right. to pair with your tequila. Yes. And you're right. We also didn't have a whole lot of it in no. the bottle. No. We had to kill it off. Bottles come Which, and, and, they, and, they, and they go, right? This one comes around a little bit more often, though, <laughs> at least in my house. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, this is one that's... On our shelves, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gone through these bottles. Both of both, both you and I have purchased multiple times. Right? I I haven't had one recently, but I bet you I bought four or five bottles after you introduced it to me. Like it kind of became a daily drinker type Just thing. One of those super even if I, not necessarily that I'm drinking every day. No, no, I know. But a daily but yes. drinker means that when you're in the mood yes. for sipping something, right. you don't want to pull from your expensive or allocated or special collection every single time. Right. Right. And what did you pay for this one? Because we used to pay about 34 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because we're recording this at a certain time and we'll be dropping it at a much later time. But right. we're already feeling inflation. We're already yeah. feeling what is kind of what they say, maybe the peak of this bourbon boom you know, in terms okay. of popularity, which doesn't show any signs of letting go. So, sure. you know, you wonder if the prices are going to just keep on going up from here. However, I paid $39 and change, so just okay. under 40 bucks for this. All right. And we, we, I think when we dropped the Sherry Baby episode, it might have already gone up. We, when we recorded the Sherry Baby episode... I don't know if everybody realizes that some of these recordings are a year and a half old. <laughs> we sit on them. Yeah, sure. Just when did we get around to editing them well, and releasing you've them? You've done a bang-up job of connecting one show to the next. Like, we have this this bank of shows, right. and I'm always wondering, like, what's going to be the next? And you, so far, have done a great job of transitioning from one to the next with maybe, even if it's just a slight reference, or if it's you know, related to the brand or related to one thing that we said or one thing that we did or talked about. Sure. So, you know, the bar is set high. Yes. Got to keep on going. Well, I brought a tequila. Yeah. That I think surpasses that bar. All right. We're good. I mean, this is the Excelia Reposado. We've already done the Añejo. We've already told you about the saga of Gnome 1139 and that it's no longer there. We don't need to get into that too much. But what I love about this one is that it is the 1139. Those are still out on store shelves. You can still find them. It's getting tougher, but you can still find them as of late 2022 when we're recording this. <laughs> but but in terms of distrib- in terms of distribution or manufacturing that they it's are no longer made. being manufactured at 11.39. I think it's moved to, what, 11.10 or something? 11.10. And so it's a matter of finding them and grabbing them while you can because it's like those infomercials, while supplies last. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And this one, similarly to how yours is being aged and finished... This is getting nine months in the Sauternes wine casks and cognac barrels. Very nice. No sherry, but I think the wine is going to fit that cognac and sherry. And the I just think it's all going to fit in together really nicely. Yeah, with, with those fruit notes and the extra barrel notes yeah. that you, that you right. get in the secondary aging. Yeah, the, yep. the tannic... Quality and these aren't tannic at all, but what that imparts, you know, from the wine into the spirit, right? 
I, I think we're going to have a really nice tasting here. What was the price on that one? Yeah. I found this one for $67. And that might not be... And I doubt you're going to find it... For that price yeah, anymore. And this yeah, and this is going on a couple of months now. It's one of those things where even the stores are starting to catch up with the consumer. Right. And while the store might think, hey, this is a bottle that's no longer in production... I should get rid of it at, say, uh, an end of bin or a discount price. They're also recognizing that the demand for it is high, so they're putting it on the back of the shelf more on that allocated section. Yes, and it's interesting you would say end of bin because (laughs) those local to Chicago will know exactly what we mean. I did not find this on an end of bin. This was just sitting on the shelf as if it was normal for sale, and when I came up to the register with six bottles of it. The owner came (laughs) over and took a look at the bottle, kind of wondering what he was missing. Yeah, right. And this is a place that has really upped their tequila game and is selling a lot of good tequila, and I'm going to guess I'm not going to find it for that price anymore. Or at least it's now behind the shelf. It's, yeah. I think I probably ruined that for everyone else, (laughs) but there were only a handful of bottles left on the shelf anyway. Right. Yeah, no, then... When they go to reorder, they're not going to get it from 1139. They're going to get it from 1110. Yeah. And again, at this peak of this boom that we're in, we are also at kind of a pinnacle or a peak of the secondary aging. And right. what's, what's interesting, at least in terms of whiskey, we're seeing, I mean, you, you can't go to the liquor store. You can't go down two or three bottles before you're right in view of something that has a secondary aging. It's no longer yeah. just yeah. Angel's Envy or <laughs> right. you know, some of those ones that, are, that have been aging in port or aging in wine for a long time. Almost every brand has some kind of secondary aging label or bottle to their, their lineup, to their repertoire. Yeah. And it's popular. It's, it's popular. It gives them more real estate on the shelf, gives them more shelf sure. space. Another skew, as they say. Sure. It's another way to express their creativity and their, I mean, I'm going to call this art, right? It's good. It's another way to express their art and their creativity and of their, course. you know, their, their skill here at creating something that's unique and tasty and desirable. And one argument on the other side mm-hmm. is that a lot of people, a lot of whiskey nerds out there are using this as an argument to say, well, if you have a bunch of, say, subpar juice, you could just put it in a cognac cask or put it in a sherry barrel or put it in a secondary aging of some kind, and it might impart some of those flavors to make it more palatable. Is there anything wrong with that? No, I guess at the end of the day, if what you're talking about is you have a barrel here that otherwise would not be that stellar on its own. And then you Why make not? it stellar. Why not try to improve it? Why not try to yeah. make it something that would be special? Right. right. I'm, I'm fine with that. All I was saying was, in my experience and your experience, this Legion does not qualify as that. This is not something that they're just aging in wine and sherry to, to improve something that might have been subpar. No. This is this is the finest, you know, of of both of those two individuals' right. skills. And like we said back in the Sherry Baby episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing could sell for a much higher price right. and we would probably buy it. And as we said in the Sherry episode, shh. <laughs> don't say anything. And it, I think that point stands true with this tequila. Remember at 11:39 this is tequila Tapatio. This is Carlos Camarena. This is El Tesoro that we love. One of our favorites, yeah. Tapatio, Villa Lobos. When Villa Lobos is one that we may or may not have dropped yeah, yet. We've recorded yeah. one. Might be in the can, but we liked it. Yep. Yeah. Stay tuned or <laughs> go back and listen, depending on where this drops. And this is also like the meeting of two experts in their field. This was Carlos Camarena and a French name that I am going to butcher, Jean-Sebastien Robaquet. All right. Of Maison Villevere. Okay. 
I don't even remember if we talked about this in sure, but that the Enyeho episode. But again, these are two people at the top of their craft who came together and said, let's make something special together. Sure. So the, the Sautern and the Brandy... I believe came, came from, from from him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. In both instances, and this is aged nine months. So as far as reposados go, that really only need thirty days. Yeah. You know, we it's, got a we got a few extra. Right. We got a few extra days out yeah, of this right. to make it really special. It's pushing the border of almost an añejo. I would say so. Yeah. It is. All right. Stop. Talking this Shall to we? death. I think we should. Let's get into this Legion. We've tasted it a million times, and I'm looking forward to a million and one right here, buddy. All right, here we go. Cheers. All right, man. Before we get into the taste, we almost forgot to inform everyone of the nose. What did right. we get on the nose on this one? Right. So when we go in, it I I just love how you get raisins yeah. dream yeah. to become. <laughs> yes. So there's there's a decent amount of caramel and a little bit of oak, but I just love this like stewed raisin nose, this stewed raisin aroma. Right. I wouldn't say I get a ton of red wine influence, but if that's I, where the raisin is, then great. But I feel like it fig and raisin from the sherry more, you know? Sure. And I don't I don't notice an overly red wine flavor. On the palate, you mean? No. Yeah, right. No. I don't notice it on the nose. I don't notice it on the palate. It's, but there is a good bit of sweetness, red fruit, grape juice, like Welch's grape juice sweetness to yes, this thing. Yeah. Ripe fruit as well as stewed fruit. Yeah. And then on the palate, what did you get? So on the palate, I love how there's a little bit of a drying note, but still overwhelmingly mouth-watering. There's, there's a lot of... Caramel and vanilla from the bourbon, a good amount of oak, and then just fresh fruit, stewed fruit, mm-hmm. you know, um, just like fresh strawberries, but then also like really cooked, jammy, you know, uh, stewed red fruits. Yeah. One of our favorite notes, do you get a little cherry chapstick? I mean, yeah. a really bright red fruit. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so good. It's just really good. Should we do another taste? Another sip. Absolutely. Cheers. All right, second sip. What did you get? So for me, I actually got a little more of the red wine that time. I don't know if I was looking for it, but there was just this drying red wine note okay. that kind of reminded me of, like you were saying, those tannins mm-hmm. from a red wine, but not in an unpleasant way whatsoever. Sure. Really balanced well. With the fresh fruit, also the bright sweetness from the caramel and vanilla, darker notes from like brown sugar and oak. You know, I think the oak is, it's subtle, but it's there. You know, mm-hmm. it's not overwhelming. And you got to assume that they're not aging this for too long. I don't believe that there's an age statement on this. So, okay. But it is straight bourbon whiskey, so it's four years old. There is no age on the label, so we have to assume it's at least four years old. What's the proof on it? It's 94 proof. Okay. So I think that's a pretty decent proof if you're into whiskey, but you're not quite yet into that barrel strength, high proof stuff. Sure. You need to warm yourself up into that. Well, and you know what I was going to say when you, when you mentioned more of the red wine note, like, you know, when you're taking that first, those first couple sips of red wine and you get that warming sensation. Right. That in bourbon we call the Kentucky hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is less of a bourbon warming and more of a red wine warming. Oh, yeah, right. For me. Okay. And especially at 94 proof, I'm not getting a lot of heat on the on, in my mouth, on in, you know, into my... Yeah, sure. You know, deep down in sure. my belly. Right. right? And but even, it, it is the red wine warming note. That's interesting. Yeah, because even on the nose, you don't get like a ton of ethanol... You don't get yeah. a splash of like heavy alcohol, and and you're right on that on that palate. It's not it's not not overwhelmingly hot. Sometimes there are some 94 proof whiskeys that can taste really hot. But the heat might take away from some of the bring it in the nuance of the wine and sherry aging because you'd just be distracted with heat. That's true. Yeah. No, that's right. 
I, I think this is a great bourbon if you have ventured out into, say, like an Angel's Envy, or you ventured okay. out into something that might be port finished or might be wine finished, and you, and you kind of like the sweetness that it imparts, or if you're just in the mood for a sweet bourbon, I think this is a great buy. Gotcha. So let's say somebody who's just drank like tawny port, and that's their dessert wine. Okay. Would you say, hey, why don't you try this bourbon I mean, as, yeah, your, sure. as your entry into bourbon? Yeah, that would be a great entry. Okay. If you're a, if you're a port drinker, absolutely. Oh, if you're oh, a sherry right. or a port fan, yeah. I think this would be a great entryway into, into bourbon. Because, again, a rye whiskey or a single malt, you're going to have tons of other flavors. Right. That this is going to be familiar on, notes. Yeah. It's going right. to be sweet. It's going to be a, a, a nice, easy entry. The, the mash bill for Jim Beam, I think it's the same across the board for most of their labels. It's that 75, 13, 12. So 13 is the rye, 75 is the corn, and then the 12 is the malted barley. Sure. So relatively still a low rye mash bill. Do you get a ton of spice? I don't get I don't. a ton of black pepper or no. rye spices. I think with that much corn, you can't help but get the sweetness Just of the, the sweetness, bourbon. Right. Yep. And then with the secondary aging and the blending here, the 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 wine and the sherry really, you know, impart that red fruit, that jammy, you know, sweet fig, raisin, yes. you know, all those red notes that we just love so yeah. much. All right, well, let's get a quick rinse. Yeah. And then let's go into the tequila. Absolutely. All right, it is time to get into this tequila. First of all, give it a nose. What are you getting? So the agave is there, but there's enough balance of other things going on. And, you know, I wish we had a bottle of Sauternes. It's too bad that it's like $200. Right. <laughs> yes, I know. Of this red, for this, uh, this white wine. But, you know, the, the way that the grape uh, ripens and almost rots on... The vine, yes. I find interesting. This and is the noble rot. It's the correct. noble rot, right. And the word that comes to mind is dankness. You get tons of fig, tons of sweet notes. Again, maybe some dates or, I don't know so much raisins on this one. I'm not getting but, the raisins, but definitely like a honey sweetness, a oh, deep fig note. And what you're gonna what you're saying, dank, I'm almost picturing as like wet wood yeah. and even mushrooms. Yeah. Is that silly? Sure. No, it it can it can border on an earthy, an earthy tone. I'm getting yeah. more earthy. There's some there's the fruit, there's the barrel, there's some earthiness on the nose. The color is great a for good a repo. Sweetness. And I think, yeah, for a repo, like this is that good middle that, ground color. That nine isn't it? month that nine month really shows in yeah. this color. Yeah. Like it just looks like it's, you know, straw colored with that with right. that, you know, honey and like a white wine might be, you know? And in fact, if you tip it over, you know, and you, you can see you know, on a white wine when you're looking at the alcohol that kind of floats to the top. It looks like a white wine in that respect. It does. Hmm. Mm. Man, I'm ready. How about you? Salud. Salud. All right. So what did you get? Mm. I get a good bit of agave. I get a good bit of barrel note on this. Kind of the, the vanilla, the caramel. Okay. Little earthiness. It's not until later on that I start to get that Fig from the cognac. Right. That somewhat tannic note. It, it wasn't displeasing, but I, it, I, I taste the wine. As if that makes sense. Yeah. No, and it, I... gets, it gets drying on my tongue, but then my cheeks are, are working overtime. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like how this one, like the Legion, is both drying and mouthwatering at the yeah. same time. For me, I, I got a good, good notes from the agave. Good notes from the barrel. I didn't get a ton of fig from the cognac. For me, it was more of that wine. More sure. of that wine influence. You know, okay. I, I thought that there no, was... No figs even at the end? You know, I I think it's there. Okay. But 
there's enough there's enough of the the barrel notes there's enough of the sweetness that it 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 balances it well you know okay if it's there it's there only for a, a tiny bit okay well go looking for it on the second sip let's try salute Okay, now I know I told you to go hunting for it. Did you find Fig? I did find it that time. Okay, yeah, because you were looking for it, or you know, it, it's uh, interesting. It's a power I don't. Yeah, right? I mean, it it can be, and but that's why you don't drink alone. That's why you drink with friends. That's why you talk about. This. That's why you don't drink alone. Well, I don't know about, it, but it's why you <laughs> geek out on this, right? Yes. We're not we're not just sitting here pounding these. We're sipping them and we're talking about it. What we like about it. What we don't like about yes. it. I, yeah, I, I love how, you, you know, you need more than one sip to try to pick these things apart because they're dynamic, because they're complex, yes. because they have nuance. I think that's what these multiple sips do. It's not just to put our listeners to sleep. It's to try to convince them that you have to do this more right. than once to try to get some of those flavors. God, to- I hope they're not listening while they drive. <laughs> Like you, I mean, I'm all nasally and stuff, but you've got this great NPR voice. <laughs> Just everybody's out Time for the delicious out. dish. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I got on that one on that second sip. I wanted to bring this up because I didn't get it as much the first time. Honey and tobacco. Ooh. All and right. then I always get fig at the end. Okay. But maybe now I'm just looking for it. Yeah, no, I don't I'm know. In, I'm I'm in with the fig, but the tobacco, that's that's great. Yes. Well now that I've mentioned it, <laughs> let's see what you get on that third sip. All right, so I didn't get the tobacco, okay. but I really enjoyed the agave that came back out mm-hmm. to play on that mm-hmm. third sip. So tons of notes from the cognac, tons of notes from the wine, but then Reminding you, hey, I'm still a tequila. You know, the the cooked agave and right. that honey. I really tried to capture that honey and it, it was there. Yeah, I, I picked up on some really sweet notes. This is much more sweeter than it is bitter, right? Oh, for I mean, sure. Or, or more sweeter than it is even tannic or dry. Anything else, yeah. Yeah. Right. I am right with you on the agave coming back out. And I, I feel like we have gotten lazy after tasting so many tequilas to forget to mention that, yeah, there's a lot of agave there. It's almost like a given at this yeah. point. As I was smelling it and going in for the sip, I realized maybe it was oak, earthiness, sweetness, maybe a nondescript sweetness that reminds me of tobacco, kind of like grandpa's, you know, wet pipe tobacco. Oh, okay. sure. You know, in the old could be could be you know, that old can or the pouch of yeah. That's what I think yeah. of. It's no, like my grandpa's pipe tobacco. Yeah, and a lot of wet oak smells can kind of give you that yeah. feeling. Yeah, sure. You don't have and to justify it. If no, you no. Get it, I was you get just it. as I was going back in, I was like, oh wait, you know, maybe maybe what I'm saying is tobacco. If I if I took it apart, it's really wet oak earthiness, nondescript sweetness, which added all together in my brain becomes tobacco. Yeah, becomes sure. Pipe tobacco, cigar box smell. Yeah, right. So who would you recommend this to? So like in the world of repo, this is still pretty unique. Yeah. You know, and so if you're talking about maybe someone who is, I don't know, maybe if someone's branching into from from mezcals maybe someone coming over from the mezcal world and you wanted to yeah man i almost feel like if you're drinking mezcal you had like i don't feel like mezcal is the gateway do you i feel like you you mature into mezcal i would i would agree with you most of the time yes okay yeah i'm gonna go with that same tawny port okay that same sherry wine, like if that's Ooh, what you're doing yes. at, if that's what you're doing after dinner as your dessert drink, maybe venture off into the Excelia. Okay. Venture off into the Legent, and maybe that's your entrance to yeah. bourbon and no, tequila. No, I like where you're going. The the white wine housewife kind of person who has only done white wines. Because she's afraid it's going to stain well, our her port teeth. and sherry. No, those are deep red rinds. Yeah. But I just had a thought of like a white wine person who only has had white wine. This could be a great 
I like how you go real housewives with that, yeah. right? <laughs> Have you ever seen a drunker cast than on a Real Housewives oh, show? Do you ever watch this gets, show? Yeah, I mean, I just I can't I can't handle the drama. But it's not even like real drama. It's just like constant fighting. It's, it's like if I wanted this, I'd go home for Thanksgiving. It's all. <laughs> It's all fake, so it's hard it not is. to imagine. Yeah. All right. But, but there are people out there that drink the white wine only because they don't want the red wine to stay in their teeth. Oh, yeah. And I'm just saying, if, if that person wanted to venture out into tequila, this could be a great, this would be a great way. gateway tequila because you're not smacked with a ton of agave. No. You're not smacked with earthy petrichor, some of the stuff that you and I love, but yeah. yep. could be a little off putting. You get the little bit of that, like you were saying, the un, that nondescript sweetness, mm-hmm. you know, what I was mm-hmm. calling that dankness. You get some of those oak notes that white wine might have. That, that's a great, a great transition. Love it. I think it's time for the quick sips. I would concur. It's beautiful. But uh, while you were talking about the Legion, I moved the mic away from my face and kept drinking it. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta reload a little bit. All right, I might reload a little bit too. All right, cool. All right, while we're reloading, I got a question for you. Ooh, yeah. All right, and let's try to keep this to a tight five or ten minutes here. But Never gonna happen. Every <laughs> tangent we've ever made gets cut. It's only because you're so thoughtful. You put a lot of thought into your answers. And I like to just blurt out answers only then to change my mind later and go, oh, wait a minute, I forgot about that. But, all right, so top four, okay, Mount Rushmore, Desert Island, Mm -hmm. rock and roll albums. Mm -hmm. So let me clarify, these these are the kind of albums that have their quality because you can go beginning to end with just hitter after hitter. Right? Gotcha. So we all have great songs that we love by great bands, but some of the albums, let's face it, it's one or two, one or two tunes and then you're kind of tuned out, right? Okay. So four albums that you would take with you if you were stranded on that island. Okay, I'm that, gonna give you my first one. Because my in the first rock one genre. my first one is a layup. I already know I don't have to think about it. All right. And you'll have to tell me if this is fair or if this is cheating. Okay. The Who Live at Leeds. Now, Live at Leeds was a concert done okay. in like 69, 70, 71, somewhere in there. It's a double album. It was a double CD. And I'm all, f- I'm all for that. Okay, totally. here's why it might be cheating. And you tell me. In the beginning, they play a good mix of songs. But then the second side is all Tommy. They basically play Tommy live. Sure. And this is what helps me. Narrow down. You get two for <laughs> my one. who fandom. Yeah, is that no. I don't have to choose between Tommy and something I, else. I, I think that greatest hits live compilations. If it's two discs in one case, totally allowable. Totally allowable because at customs, not you're going to go through customs. You'd be stuck on a desert island. But if you had four, <laughs> customs, if you had four discs, four boxes, four packages, there could be. Yeah, there could be two CDs in there, right? At customs. You know how you go through in Mexico and you press the button, and if it lights up red, you got to go back behind the curtain, and it's like yeah. full <laughs> you don't exam. Know yeah. Could you imagine if you lit it, if you hit it, and it was the red button, and they were just like, "Sorry, Desert Island." Like you just, <laughs> you can't, you know, <laughs> grab your four albums and a and a spear, right? You are now castaway in your loincloth. We don't get us. I just did it. We no. We can't, we, we can't devolve this we into, can't a go into a Tom Hanks. Tom no, Hanks. No. Okay. No. So, all right. Good. If you're allowing it, I'm gonna go with Live at Leeds. Okay. All right. And so should I go, or do you have? No. 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 One no more. You give me one. So all now right. we know. Okay. So now we know compilations or concerts are okay. Greatest hits, double CDs. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh man, right. we could even do greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. As much as I would want to do like a greatest hits for one of my favorite bands, the Beatles. Okay. I think I would still go with Revolver. Beatles Revolver. It's just a great album. Every single song just brings back those early memories of, you know, kind of my dad 
teaching me what rock and roll is, how important this music was, and yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, Beatles Revolver has to be one of my four. Oh my gosh, what all is on that? Do you know? Well, if you must ask, <laughs> it starts with the Tax Man. Oh. Then yeah. goes right into Eleanor Rigby. I'm only sleeping. Love you too. Here, there, and everywhere. Yellow submarine. She said, she said, good day, sunshine, and your bird can sing. For no one, Dr. Robert, I want to tell you, got to get you into my life, oh. and tomorrow never knows. So okay. some of those might be kind of lesser known songs, but really, for me, but that some album really just, good ones. Yeah. Some really good ones. And I think a lot of people, if they were going to choose the Beatles, they'd choose the White Album. And, and it's because there are some great hits on that album. There's a lot of duds in there but that you wouldn't to listen song, to twice. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pound for pound, song for song, I'm giving it to you. Revolver. Great choice. Nice. Okay. All right, you're up. You gave me the choice of doing a concert, but I'm going to break away. And I'm going to choose an album, albeit a double album, from Led Zeppelin. Physical Graffiti. Okay. I am going to thereby miss out. Like, I could have chosen their concert, The Song Remains the Same, and gotten, like, Black Dog and Whole Lot of Love. I'm going to forego that and not just fill this up with greatest hits and concerts. Okay. Come on. Physical Graffiti, Custard Pie, The Rover, In My Time of Dying, Houses of the Holy. I can give or take Trampled Underfoot, Cashmere. That's, I mean... In the Light. Yeah. Oh, there's not... I don't think there's a song on here that I don't love. Yeah, no, and, and I know how much of a fan you are of Led Zeppelin, so yes. I, would, I wouldn't expect anything less. Between Led Zeppelin and The Who, I probably have every song they've ever recorded three times <laughs> on three different albums or bootlegs or compilations or whatever, right. and some of these are old, like, Napster-burned CDs, <laughs> like, never to be found again. So for my but, one greatest hits, I'm actually okay, going okay, okay. Yeah. to go with a little bit more newer band. I'm going to go with the Foo Fighters. Because for oh, me, like like choice, for you, choice. I love. I have almost every Foo album, and it would be too hard for me to pick one of them. So yeah. the 2009 greatest hits, it's got the it's got Everlong, it's got some of the great ones from some of the earlier songs okay. and some of the newer albums. It's got a really nice compilation of of their greatest hits. So that would be that would be my one. Compilation slash greatest hits. It's what album. is it called? Foo Fighters. What? I think it's just Foo Fighters Greatest Hits 2009. Oh, okay. What about you? You're up. Foo Fighters. You're killing me. <laughs> All right. Are we on this island together? Ooh, that might make a difference. Because then I, I can leave off the Foo Fighters, who I love, but probably don't love them as much as you do. I'm gonna let's throw, say let's say we're together. That makes this easier. <laughs> Because I would listen to that all the time. I would listen to that on repeat. Yeah. I would listen to that before I talked to a volleyball. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> okay. We were discussing some things that it's not just the album. It's where you were or it's yeah. what, how, you know. The connection and the it's, memories. It's the connection and the memories. And I still remember the first time I saw Welcome to the Jungle. Oh. On MTV. Remember? Yes. For our younger listeners, MTV used to play this thing <laughs> called music videos. So bands <laughs> would record like this little mini movie that right. went along with the song. Right. These were called music videos, <laughs> which MTV does not show anymore. I couldn't have been 10 12? I don't even know how... I mean, this is like mid-80s. Yeah. But I still remember how awesome that was. And I think if we are going to talk song for song, no throwaways, it's hard to beat Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. It's a good one. It's a good one. You're you're on the heels of sort of that hair band kind of thing. And then yeah, these right. guys were on the scene saying, no, we're going to take this up a notch. You know, and yeah, that was right. that was just a little bit harder, a little more 
of that edge that you were like, what is that sound? Right. That's, yeah, right. that's a good one. All right, what do you got? Number tying, three, what do you got? Tying back to the memories and when music was influential to me, for me, it's got to be, I have to have a Stone Temple Pilots oh, album. Oh, yes. This and is why I'm so glad we're here together. <laughs> so God, as much as I, I hope a cask of liquor shows up too, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> so as much as I would want uh, Purple, because I love Interstate Love Song, I would have oh, to go with yeah. the first one, Core, because Core, from song to song, just had you know effect on me that I knew I was listening to something that was different than a lot of other music. It, yes. it just yes. crossed a lot of barriers that had not been crossed yet. Oh, so nice. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. We. Too many of these guys yeah. are lost to drugs, and maybe that's part of what makes them such great artists is that they're struggling with something yeah. inside. But yeah. yeah, for sure, R.I.P. Okay, I'm having a really hard time with my fourth one, so okay. can I defer to you? Yeah, all right. You just threw a curveball talking about the fact that we're together on this island. Ooh. I'm going to leave out what I had put my Led Zeppelin my Led Zeppelin was the fourth album, Led Zeppelin Four. Again, gotcha. for me, when I when I heard it song for song, I just thought this. I mean, I mean, when Black Dog starts, can forget about it. Can right? you just? I know. I mean, and then how it ends. You know, it just song to song. I I just love how it goes through that journey. So I'm gonna leave that one out. Oh man! So did I? Have I? And I'm gonna. You I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw in one of my honorable mentions. Ooh. Because I'm thinking you're gonna go with a Metallica. Yeah, absolutely, album. I'm going to. But this is where I'm struggling. I'm going to add Alice in Chains, Dirt. Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad we're together. I'm so glad we're together on this island. So if we weren't together, I would have done Led Zeppelin four. But because we're on this island, and I have your Led Zeppelin album to lean on. I'm going to go with Alice in Chains. I mean, you've got such bangers, you know, and then you've got those ballads, those metal ballads that he was so good at with that voice, mm -hmm. just that distinctive voice, right? Ringing through. And yeah, all those songs are just great. Oh, Rooster. I could listen to that over and over again. Yet again, R.I.P.? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the original, yeah. Lane, Lane Staley, is that his I name? I don't remember. I think that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Honorable mention, Metallica Black Album. Ooh, okay. But that's because I'm hoping you're going to bring a Metallica album. So this is where I struggle. <laughs> that Metallica Black Album were definitely teenagers. How many of these songs hit the radio, and were awesome, like five, six, seven of these songs. Right. However, remember we've had a discussion before about how maybe we don't always like what everybody likes. Sometimes we're contrarians just to be a that way. Bit, yeah. So maybe I rejected the Black Album when it first came out because everybody loved it. It was hyped. It was hyped of the other albums. It was the most right. hyped. Yeah. And I would choose that one for sure. Let's say you and I were on the Sam Goody airplane and it's crashed. We're swimming through the ocean together and you say, hey, I got Stone Temple. <laughs> Grab that Metallica. I could be talked into the I could be talked into whatever that was, Metallica, Metallica Black Album, whatever whatever it was called. I wanna say Master of Puppets. And you would not be wrong. I also wanna say Ride the Lightning. <laughs> this is where I'm having a hard time. Like I feel like Ride the Lightning might have some deeper cuts that I like. And uh and sure. Master of Puppets was maybe has some songs that we know better. I, yeah, I would say Ride the Lightning probably has, like you said, more of those deeper cuts that mm. you have to remind yourself who's who's singing it. In the Black Album, whereas I love a lot of the a lot of these songs, you're okay if I don't put it in there. I'm okay. Mm. <laughs> Master of Puppets. All right, there it is. All right, now we can quick sip. 
I don't know how long that tangent lasted. Yeah, it was it was good though. I, I think it was concise. I think it was tight. I think, and it was aside a, from my indecision. No, it, and it's a great list. Can I change to ride the lightning? We, <laughs> we got some great albums on there. All right, we're gonna listen to some good music. But for now, before we're stranded, let's take a sip of the Legion. Yes. And then quickly, no rinsing, no water. We're going to nose and sip the Excelia Reposado and see what the Legion can pull out of that, right, that tequila. Right. And we're going to have to remember, a little bit of a proof difference. Go easy on the Legion. Go ahead and take a Slightly. little bit extra of the Excelia. Ready? Yes, sir. Cheers. Cheers. So that was pretty nice. I really, I really enjoyed that tequila on the heels of the Legion. So the agave for me was mostly just in the nose and maybe a beginning of the sip. Yep, yep. Because then Agreed. it was then it was just nothing but notes from the cognac and the sauternes. I got a ton of fruit that I didn't get on the tequila by itself. Okay, so. Fresh pears and fresh apples. Ooh. I got some some tart apples. I got some like like overripe pears. I got all kinds of like fresh, juicy fruits along with those figs and raisins and all the darker fruits. Oh, along I love with it. it. So that that was really nice. The alcohol punch was there. There was a little bit of an alcohol punch, but I mean it's still it's still finishing. I'm, yeah. I'm still finishing yeah. here. On the nose, I got way more of the barrel influence. Okay. Way more wood, oak, vanilla, barrel spice type notes right away. Do you call it front palate? I don't know. Right on yeah. the front of the sip. Nice whack of that cooked agave that we always overlook. You couldn't overlook it this time. It was time. there, yeah. Nice and drying again on the tongue and then mouth-watering in the cheeks. I love that you brought up pears. I got that same thing, and I, I couldn't describe it until you said it. But yes, it's that more lighter, you know, fruit that grows on trees kinds of fruit rather yeah. than I guess cherries do too, don't they? Yeah, but 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 fresh. But but I was <laughs> yes, I was thinking of I was thinking red fruit like strawberry, <laughs> like on a bush. But yes, I was thinking more apples and pears. I'm with you. Yeah, and the freshness of it as opposed to cooked yes. or stewed yep. apples. Stewed apples have a very distinct kind of more caramelized, right. dark, darker, right. sweeter. Right. These are vibrant and there was a there was a vibrant note. Now don't get me wrong, there was still plenty of lower, darker notes. Still like got the figs still got that and fig. the, the, the yes. red the red fruits, some yep. of those red berries, you know, maybe even a little bit of that red wine and sherry kind of lingering on into the finish to influence whatever it was that we were tasting. But but yes, I agree with you with that smack of agave, but it was quick. It was quick and then went right into the, the cognac and the other notes. Yeah. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, so, so good. So we're going to rinse yep. and we're going to go the other direction. Okay, so this time we are going to start with the Excelia Reposado. Remember, take a little bit of a bigger sip because we need to account for the difference in proof. Yep. No waiting no rinsing, no nothing. You nose. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I got I got jumpy. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. No. As, as, right, well, you, were, as you were saying, you okay, were. Yeah, well, you were. <laughs> pick that thing up again. We'll do it the right way. No waiting, no resting, no nothing. We nose the Legion, sip the Legion, and we're trying to find what does the tequila pull out of the bourbon that we didn't get the last time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Quick Sips. <laughs> Even that one was slightly awkward. All right, are you ready for this? I, I think so. All right. <laughs> Salute. Salute. That was a little different. So much that was much different. Up until now, both of these spirits have been what we would say the majority of mouth watering. Mm -hmm. That there's a drying note to both of them, 
but that overwhelmingly just mouth-watering. But that was very drying. I was kind of surprised. The tequila was very syrupy. Mm-hmm. Again, because you know we rinse out a little bit or do something yeah. in between, but not enough. So we're kind of going back we're and forth some, and back and forth, yeah. and so we're we're getting that influence. But the the tequila was kind of syrupy, and I was getting the agave, and it was just delightful. The nose on the legent was all cherries. Oh, okay. All bright red fruit. Yeah, for me. Okay. Our favorite note, cherry chapstick, right? <laughs> and then on the the taste, it was very it it was syrupy. It still retained all of that fruit. And then mid to end of the palate, something strange on this one. Just it was almost as if all the moisture was just completely like vacuumed. Yes, yeah. right. Just just yeah, sucked off of my tongue. Very drying on the tongue and then mouth-watering on the cheeks. It, yeah. it just amplified if could, that. If you could visualize what you do to like a saran wrap when you take like a, a, a hair dryer to a saran oh, yeah, wrap, yeah. Okay. how it just like gets all the wrinkles out and it right. kind of shrink sure. wraps sure. the whatever you're covering. That's how the moisture just kind of like left my, uh, my like palate. That. yeah. But I got... This funky little note that was kind of bitter. I don't know if it was maybe just a for an instant, like with the agave flash mm-hmm. when we ended with the tequila. Maybe I got a splash of like a bitter oak. Okay, because I did get the cherry. What, what you were saying, the the cherry and the oak were predominant on the nose. But then there was this at the beginning of the palate, like you said, the front of the palate, just this like bitter. Dank note that I'm gonna call kind of a bitter oak kind of splash, but then right into just tons of caramel and Ooh, fig yeah. and all of the red fruit that we get from that legion. It really opened up the red fruits where I got, you know, notes of strawberry, notes of raspberry, notes of, of red apples, all the kind of, you know, fruit salad. But Cooked. I would say more cooked fruit than ripe fruit. Okay. What would you say? Totally agreed. More yeah. cooked, for sure. Only on the nose was I getting that bright cherry. Okay. Almost like, what? what is that, grenadine? Like yeah. it's yeah. it's almost right. approaching fake cherry on the nose. Yeah. That's how sweet and bright it is. But I guess I liked how different it was. Yes. Than just the Legion by itself. The Legion it after the tequila. changed it. You know, equally good. But so different is what I enjoy so about you, it. So you know how different. we sometimes try to pick a winner? Yeah. This one's a tie for me, but for different reasons. I would say so too, yeah. Because I like how unique it was. Yes. I keep saying unique. Unique New York. <laughs> unique New York. I keep saying that. I don't know why I keep saying unique. But these bottles... Is that like a warm-up? A red leather or I, yellow leather? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> unique New York. I thought that whiskey to tequila brought out all of everything that we love in the tequila. Yeah. And it just heightened it. Tequila to whiskey changed. Changed the whiskey. Yes, I would agree. I would and concur. just brought out, highlighted other notes that maybe weren't highlighted before. No, you're right. Yeah. And a, a different experience. It, it changed yes. the experience, which, you know, for a lot of people, adding an ice cube to the whiskey can sometimes change yeah, what you're what you're tasting. You bring this up all the time and I I I feel like this is the part where I put my foot down and say no. <laughs> but there are those that can't handle maybe the alcohol bite, the alcohol burn. Yeah. Okay. And that one large I always agree. I always stand firm on one large ice cube. Okay. It melts slower. It will dilute your whiskey slower. Sure. But it can change some of the flavors to maybe maybe water it down a, t- a little bit, but more just changes what the experience you're going through. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Well, but, I guess we've always said if you... What we want people to do, try these neat. Yes. Get all of the... The nuance. And then if you have to do yes. a cocktail or an ice cube or yes. club soda or whatever, then go ahead. But you're not giving it a fair shake if you don't taste it the way the maker You'll, intended yeah. it. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt that you're you're muting some of those notes. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. 
All right, but I, I mean, I, I love these. Oh. Do we have any final thoughts on these? Go get yourself oh some Legion. I mean, it's on the shelf. It's everywhere. And I mean, I, I'm I, with you. Legion should be on everybody's bar. And should be one of those sips where if somebody comes over and they're typically a wine drinker, yeah, especially if they get into that dessert wine after dinner, man, slip them one of these. Or, <laughs> Some, that was kind of a Bill Cosby. Sound. That was kind of a Bill Cosby-ish. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. But or even like if you're a Manhattan <laughs> drinker and the Manhattan you want has like two or three cherries because you really yeah, want that yeah. that fruit influence. Yeah. Then you know, pour this for your Manhattan fan to say, you know what, just try a sip of this neat sure. and see what you can find out of this. And oh, then that's can, a good call. Then you can skip the vermouth. You can skip the cherries because you've got the you've got the yeah. red fruits. You've got those notes that are that are all in one. Right, and the same with glass. the tequila. Yeah. Wait, if, if if somebody's looking for that sweet wine flavor, this would be a gr- that's the great. Bridge into tequila. Yeah, cocktail in a glass, in a yes. bottle. Yeah, cocktail in a bottle. Yep, love it. That's a that's another T-shirt. <laughs> we don't <laughs> still don't have T-shirts. We got a long list ready to go though. Yeah, right. All right. So that about wraps it up for us. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Maybe join us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. We're at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. Give us your top four albums give us your music that you would want on a desert island yeah let's start the conversation give us some whiskeys give us some tequilas that you want us to try let's start the communication let's start that you know that community right i like it we want to thank all of our loyal listeners if you leave a comment or a review on itunes we will read it We want to thank you to Joby once again Mm -hmm. for our music. And we ask that you drink responsibly. But if you like drinking tequila and you like drinking whiskey... Then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. We appreciate y'all hanging. But now it's time to go. Come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show. But I I don't think I ever told you this before. You left me a little something. I don't even know if it was for me or if you didn't even realize the mic was on, but uh. you sang. Do you remember singing a little bit of the Guess Who? Now I know why you're bringing up the Guess Who. All right. Yes. I do vaguely remember this, but I don't remember, like, how much I really went. Like, did I sing a lot? Like, I feel like you gave me the whole song. (laughs) I almost want to put it on here. So you sang like a verse or so, and then I don't know what the heck I was doing, but for whatever reason, this recording goes on. This break is like five, ten minutes long. You wait about two minutes, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these ass have seen a lot of... You just go right back into it. As if you never stopped, but there was a solid like three-minute break. Like I thought you might come back, and then I I realized you, you weren't coming back, so I... Or like maybe, Went back into maybe it, like or, I had like started to open the door and then like one of the kids or the dog or my wife yeah. or somebody needed me, whatever. You stopped and then you waited like three minutes and then went into it again. Uh. I would say if anybody's been listening this long, could I just put that song here at the end? I, I mean, it. if it's entertaining, if it's... It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm sure Listen, our, our three fans would love to hear it. Yeah. You're not a great singer. <laughs> but you, you put your heart and soul into this thing. I, and you don't even remember it. But v- I, vaguely. I saved it. Vaguely. That was one of the things that got cut that I was like, I'm never deleting this. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was more confident that it was going to just end up on the scrap pile. I didn't think it would be saved, but... Can I edit? Yeah, I don't I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
Without further ado. <laughs> Matt Welge covers the Guess Who. These eyes. These eyes. Do, 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 do. Cry every night for you. These arms. These arms long to hold you. Hold you again. The hood is on me, yeah. And I will never be free, no, 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 yeah. You gave a promise to me, and you broke it, and you broke it. These eyes I've seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another woman like I have in you. These eyes are crying. These eyes I've seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another woman like I have in you.